If you've ever known someone with a mental illness, whether it's depression or bipolar disorder or epilepsy, you probably know a very simple truth, which is that each person who is struggling with a mental disorder is much more than the disorder that they have. You know, they're a fully formed person, and their illness may be something like 10th on the list of things they care about during their daily lives. But a lot of the time, people in society don't really treat them that way. We can lump them into some sort of crazy bin. Like, if you have a mental illness, you aren't trustworthy, or you can't handle things that normal people can handle. Which isn't true, but that's often how they're treated. In this episode, we're going to hear from a medical student who we'll call Abby. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder during her undergraduate years, and at one point actually had to be hospitalized during a manic episode. When she got out of the hospital, she discovered that her school had actually expelled her, and it was only through her family taking legal action and suing the school that she was able to get back in and continue her studies. This is The Fog at Bay. I'm your host, Peter Chisnell, and here's Abby, through the voice of our producer, Clay Kodama. So I guess I'll go back to the beginning to give a little more context. In my family, almost all the women and a lot of the men struggle with depression. It wasn't until I was diagnosed with bipolar, though, and hospitalized for that, that um, everyone in the family started talking and put it all together. Bipolar basically means that you have mood swings. The mania can feel absolutely amazing, which is why it's so hard for people who have bipolar to stay on their medications. Because I do miss the mania. I would be so productive in high school before I was diagnosed. Normally it takes me a couple weeks to do a painting, but I just stayed up for 24 hours. I just sat in a room and was painting. One of my favorite artists, uh, Kandinsky, he had synesthesia with color and sound and he used to paint symphonies. And when I'm really manic, I've had maybe half a dozen in my life and one time uh, I remember I was in the rain and it was amazing, it was beautiful. Every raindrop sounded like an orchestra exploding and I felt like colors were brighter and it was as if all my senses were heightened and uh, I felt like there was no limit to what I could accomplish in the world. Uh, At least for me, the mania is followed by a really deep depression. Sometimes it literally feels like I'm drowning in motion. I had some strong and longer depressive episodes at the beginning of med school, and during that time I had auditory hallucinations and it was terrifying. I would try to sleep and I would hear this white noise in my head, and I would hear screaming. It was just terrible. It was awful. That's really hard to tell people, like, hey, I'm depressed, and I hear people scream in my head. It's so very isolating. The first person I shared with that I was bipolar in med school was a roommate. Um, It was really early on in the year, and I was really struggling, and she came home one day and saw me crying, and even though she was in a rush, She took the time, she sat down and said, what's going on? And if she had just brushed me off, I wouldn't have said anything. It really took her reaching out to me, and I'm so grateful for that. And when I told her, I'm bipolar and this is what I'm going through, she said, I wish I had written it down, what she said exactly, but 
Essentially what she said was, I don't know a lot about that. Do you want to tell me more? And the way she phrased it, it was just so wonderful because I did want to talk about it. And it was great that she said, hey, I don't really know what to say to this, but I would like to know more. And I thought it was just the perfect thing to say to someone. If you don't know what's going on, just ask them what it's like. I was lucky in that I had enough support to get through med school. The medical school has the student well-being center. Initially, I was very hesitant because of my previous experience at my undergrad and for being penalized for having a mental illness. I think I had like three appointments just to discuss confidentiality. I ended up getting a psychiatrist who also functioned as a therapist through the student well-being, and she was extremely accessible. I wrote her some pretty depressed uh, middle-of-the-night emails, and she would respond the next morning saying, just come in today, and she would make that slot available. Where I am now, being low on the hierarchy, I do still very much prefer to keep my mental illness to myself. I think as I get farther up, I at least hope I will feel more comfortable sharing it with those who I will eventually train. Once I'm settled in my career, it's something that I like to be very open about because you don't hear that many people say, look, I made it this far and I'm bipolar, or I made it this far and I'm schizophrenic, or I made it this far and I suffer severe depression or anxiety. I think what's most important is to hear it come down from people above us. As dental students, pharmacy students, medical students, we really are the low, low man on the totem pole. We are the most vulnerable. We haven't established our careers. So I think it's important for those people who have already established themselves, who are higher up in the chain, to hear what they have struggled with. We would like to extend a very special thanks to Abby for sharing her story with us on this episode. And thank you all for listening. This episode was produced by Lake Odama and Dimitri Rumis, and the music was by Atlas Sound.